Hi, and welcome once again to Concepts for Living. We're delighted to come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living. As you can see, we're in compliance. However, I will be speaking to you from the word of the Lord around this theme. By the way, have you been waiting for an earnest expectation? Well, stay tuned because my theme for this message will be waiting for our earnest expectation. Now, one of our greatest struggles as human beings is trying to understand God. Because many of his actions cause us to question whether or not they are the actions that God has taken. So generally speaking, we struggle when we try to equate certain acts and conditions as the actions of God. But most can't believe that God, a loving God, a kind God, a compassionate God, a God of faithfulness, a God of mercy, could ever do such a thing. So we try to fix it in a way that it really makes it more acceptable for us to see God the way we want to see him. But the fact is that there are times when God will perform certain conditions, perform certain acts, perform certain situations. And yes, it may seem like it's not God when it is God. And the reason why we don't want to see God that way is because we want to see him as that kind, loving, compassionate God that causes goodness and mercy to follow us all the days of our lives. And that's true, but there are times that we need to understand that God is also a God of vengeance and recompense. Read for yourself in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 35. Oh yes, we said that it's hard for us to believe God could do such a thing, even permit such a thing. But when you think of the fact that Jesus taught us how to pray, and you remember that prayer, we say it often, even as a child, we have learned that prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as the, wait, 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 wait. Our Father? Yes, our Father. Well, if indeed he is our Holy Father, then as a Father, he has to function. So he must function at some point like a Father. And a true Father has to, at some point in the relationship with his children, he has to discipline, correct, reprimand, and bring into alignment their straying. And so, this is what is happening in this passage. Because the duty of a good father is not to let the children go without discipline. I know it doesn't sound right. We believe uh, Dr. Spock kind of got us messed up a bit 
when he said, you know, uh, we ought not to uh, whip our children and we ought not to punish them that way. It will do something to their emotions and do something to their psychic. Well, that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to straighten it up. But now I'm not speaking about brutality. I'm not speaking about uh, going off on the children just for the sake of going off. But it should be a means of correction. The Bible puts it this way. We can't have this section and then disallow that section. The Bible, the same Bible says that to spare the rod is to spoil the child. Now, thanks be to God, we can go a long way with talking and communicating, articulating. But there are times when there must be strong discipline. And so the narrative before us in this text is a time when God had to step in and let his people know that you've gone too far. And uh, I'm going to be reading some verses in a few moments. And as I read them, you're going to see what led to excommunication. Wait a minute. Excommunication from God, who loves his world, God, who loves his people, excommunication. Yes, you'll see it. Look with me to Jeremiah 25, verse 3 to 8. From the 13th year of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, even unto this day, that is the three and twentieth year. The word of the Lord has come unto you, and I have spoken unto you. Rising early and speaking, but ye have not hearkened. Now this is the prophet Jeremiah explaining why excommunication is necessary. He said, and the Lord hath sent unto you all his servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them. But ye have not hearkened, nor inclined your ear to hear. They say, turn ye again now, everyone, from his evil way and from the evil of your doings, and dwell in the land that the Lord hath given unto you and to your fathers forever and ever, and go not after other gods to serve other gods and to worship them and provoke me not to anger, with the works of your hands, building your idols, and I will do you no hurt. Yet ye have not hearkened unto me, saith the Lord, that ye might provoke me to anger with the works of your hands to your own hurt. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, because because, because, because ye have not heard my words. Behold, I will send 
and take all the families of the north, said the Lord. In other words, because you have not heard, because you've turned your own way, because you have built your idols, because you have served other gods, because you made me angry, made me angry. God said, because of this, now I have to excommunicate you from your homeland, the land that I gave to your fathers. I wanted you to be here forever. But because of your actions and because of your disobedience and because of having your own way and turning away the word of the Lord, I'm going to pause and say that many of us fail to realize that the word of God is brought to us in seasons of our need so we might know what is the mind of God concerning it. In the midst of this pandemic, this is a good time for us to get some things in order. In fact, to get our houses in order. So that somehow we may not make God or provoke God to anger. But who's doing all this? Who's doing all of this? Well, most of us have to understand that God is also a God of vengeance. I said, yes, a God of vengeance. God is a God of vengeance to the extent that there are times when God will act punitively toward us. Don't we spank our children? No, no, oh, oh, don't do that. No, no. And if you keep doing that, this is what's going to happen. So because you have not hearkened to my words, because you have turned your own way, I am going to use my servant. Now that confuses us even more because now God is saying, I'm going to use a foreign enemy king as my servant. I'm going to use him as my instrument. And God uses instruments. God will even use the instrument of nature to cause nature to act in certain ways. God will cause whatever he wants to serve his purpose. He calls Nebuchadnezzar my servant. He's going to come and he's going to ravish the land and and he's going to destroy and he's going to kill and he's going to take you captive and you will be there for 70 years serving a foreign king. Who's doing this? God is. As always, we have three points to this message. Number one, the excommunication. Two, the examination. And three, the expectation. Stay tuned and you'll be further blessed through this word. And so here they are, tired and weary and vulnerable. And when people, or when we, get to that stage in our lives, we we really can easily become susceptible to receiving wrong messages. I want you to pause right now and simply ask the question, does this line up with what God said? Because if it doesn't line up, I don't care who's bringing it, don't receive it. God said 70 years and 70 years it'll be. God knows why he set 70 on them. And one of the reasons why God set 70 on them is because in biblical numerology, 70 means universal restoration. He was talking even in the numeral. 
That's why it's got to be anything short of that. Anything longer than that is not of God. I know it seems rather hard here today. But Jeremiah warns that God said it will be 70 years. So no matter what you do, how you squirm, how you try to justify that God's not in it, how you go through all of that, I want you to know that even this pandemic one day will expire. With all of our wisdom, with all of our knowledge, with all of our understanding, with all of our expertise, we are, re we are realizing that we are mere mortals. And God is in control. So then, God is in control to the degree that you will remain there until he says, time's up. And God said, and when the 70 years have been accomplished, then I will come and I will bring you forth out of your place of exile, out of your place of captivity. Somebody, wherever you are right now, I want you to know you're coming out of there. One day when God said, that's enough. And he opens the door down the hall where you have been put to just wait by yourself so you can think some things through. I know as a parent, I've done that. You, you, you need to spend some time by yourself to get your head together, get your heart together. And when you, when, when after a while, I'll come back on, on, and check you out. Oh, we have various methods of dealing and, and, and disciplining our children. Dealing with them is not an easy thing. Sometimes we have to also reach a point where we have to admit that they are not listening to me. They're not hearing me. So it's amazing that we don't hear God, but yet we will hear false prophets. God said, I'm putting you here because you have not heard me. You have not listened to me. So now's the time when you have to examine what you hear. Examine what you hear. Weigh it and see, does it line up with this? Is it God's word? So we have the excommunication. We have the responsibility to examine or the examination. And now, we also have the expectation. Remember Paul said, I'm waiting for the earnest expectation. We as human beings have a problem waiting. Yes, we do. There were times when it seemed like it's just taking too long. Or we have a, you know, double take and we wonder, is, is, is that really what God said? Is that really what God planned? You know, there was a point in David's life, in Psalm 39. Whether you read it from the Amplified Version or you read it from the King James Version. Listen to what it says. Now, Lord, what do I wait for and expect? Now, Lord, what do I wait for and expect? God, I know you've got something for me. God, I know your word is out there. God, I know what you promised. God, I know what you said. I know you said it was 70 years. So, so what I'm waiting for and what I'm expecting, I'm waiting on it. But God, it's taken a long time to come about. 
And somehow you need to understand, as I have to understand, that even as David said, I'm waiting, Lord, but what am I waiting for? I'm expecting, Lord, but what am I waiting to expect? And then he says in that same Psalm 39, verse 7, he says, My hope and expectation are in you. Oh, boy. My hope and my expectation, Lord, is in you. And if it is in you, I'm waiting on you. One writer says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagle, as eagles. They shall run and not be free. You know the story. You know the verse. We got to wait it out. And while we're waiting out, let's discipline ourselves and bring ourselves in alignment. If we're going to have an earnest expectation, that means we're looking for something. Is there anybody out there that's looking for something? Anybody out there who's waiting on God to be faithful to his promise? If indeed you are waiting on God, keep waiting because he will come. He will do one song lyric has it, God will do what he said he would do. So just wait on the Lord. Look at somebody perhaps in your house this, this morning and say to them, wait, just wait, just keep waiting. Just keep waiting because one day you're going to see that God is true to his word. Somebody don't know how close they are to the completion of the 70 years. Even in the midst of false prophecies, God will be true to his word. Well, we sincerely trust that particularly in this season, this word has been a blessing in your life. Obviously, we are living in difficult times, but we have the faithfulness of God to fulfill our earnest expectation. And he will come. The word says that he knows the thoughts that he has concerning you and I. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give us an expected end. So be blessed by this word. Jeremiah 29, 11 will be true in your life. Until next time, and we shall come to you with more Concepts for Living. May God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.